Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. Welcome, everyone. August is Insurance Month here at Money Pilot Financial Advisor. I take this time of year to go over everyone's insurance coverage and make sure you're protected. One insurance question I've gotten a couple times recently has been from federal employees who are also eligible for TRICARE. And they were wondering, should they stick with the Federal Employees Health Benefit Plan, that is FEHB, or switch over to TRICARE in hopes of maybe saving a little bit of money? So like most things in life and money, it depends. So I'm going to take some time today to talk about who this affects, have a sort of showdown between TRICARE and FEHB that will look at the pros and cons of each. And then we'll also take a look at a sort of TRICARE FEHB two-step that retiring federal employees may need to go through if you still want to use TRICARE, especially TRICARE for life now but still be eligible to fall back on FEHB in the future if you want. So let's get this party started. First of all, who does this affect? To start with, in order to be eligible for FEHB, you must be a federal employee. In general, to be eligible for TRICARE, you either need to be in the military or a family member. This includes guard and reserves and retired military. There are different TRICARE plans for each of these groups. For the most part, people eligible for both TRICARE and FEHB can choose the plan that best fits their needs. However, an important exception is drilling guard and reservists who are normally eligible for TRICARE Select are not eligible for TRICARE if they're enrolled or even eligible for the Federal Employees Health Benefit Plan. So if you are a drilling guard or reservist and a federal employee, you're only eligible for FEHB. If you're activated, then you have the same choices as active duty service members. So you would be eligible for both TRICARE Prime and TRICARE Select while you're activated. If you're a retired reservist under age 60 and also a federal employee eligible for FEHB, you also are not eligible for TRICARE Retired Reserve. But once you hit age 60, you have the same choices as other service members that retired from active duty. So just like your active duty retired counterparts, up to age 65, you're eligible for TRICARE Prime and TRICARE Select. And then at age 65 and older, TRICARE for Life. All right, let's go on to this TRICARE FEHB showdown. To start with, let's look at choices. TRICARE wins on simplicity here. There's basically three main flavors of TRICARE. There's TRICARE Prime, TRICARE Select, and TRICARE for Life. Now there's lots of actual different plans. There's TRICARE Prime Overseas, TRICARE Select Overseas, TRICARE Reserve Select, and all that. But in general, there's three main pro flavors, Prime, Select, 
and TRICARE for Life once you hit 65. The two main pl plan choices while you're under 65 and one TRICARE for Life once you reach 65. Another point is that these TRICARE plans are consistent nationwide. The same co-pays or premiums apply to everyone regardless of location. While TRICARE wins on the simplicity department, there are many more choices in the federal employee's health benefit plan. It offers more types of plans and the plans available vary by location. Federal employees in one state will have very different options than federal employees in another state. In general, there are many more options. So let's go back for some detail on how they stack up against each other. The TRICARE Prime is very similar to what's known as a Health Management Organization, or HMO. You'll have a Network Primary Care Physician, or PCM, who acts as a gatekeeper. You go to your primary care physician or another care provider within the network for pretty much everything. If you need to see a specialist, she'll have to give you a referral first. HMO out-of-pocket expenses tend to be the lowest, unless you go outside the network without a referral. Retired military do pay a yearly enrollment fee for Prime of $300 for an individual or $600 for a family. But FEHB health management organization premiums and cost shares both tend to be higher than Prime. Again, FEHB plans vary by location and provider. So check out the actual com plans to compare for your situation. TRICARE Select is similar to an FEHB fee-for-service plan. With a fee-for-service plan, you have more choice of doctors and specialists and may not need a referral for care. Though the annual premiums are typically less than an HMO, you have higher out-of-pocket expenses when you receive care. And in some cases, you may need to pay first and get reimbursed later. All right, so you've got HMO-like option TRICARE Prime, and you've got the fee-for-service-like option TRICARE Select. There are similar HMO and fee-for-service plans available in FEHB. Typically, the FEHB premiums for similar coverage are more expensive, but again, FEHB cost is going to depend on where you are in the country and which carrier you choose. The big things FEHB offers that TRICARE doesn't is many more choices. Not just different providers, for instance, whether it's Blue Cross Blue Shield or Aetna, but also the types of insurance. So in addition to an HMO or a fee-for-service program, FEHB has something called a consumer-driven health plan, which helps you make choices to reduce your costs, and something I want to highlight called the high-deductible health plan. So what's interesting about the high-deductible health plan is the high deductible means you're going to pay a lot more expenses out of pocket up front before FEHB starts to pay anything. If you're in a high deductible health plan, you may be offered a health savings account or HSA. If you don't choose a high deductible health plan, you will not have access to an HSA. The whole idea of the high deductible health plan 
is that you may have, say, a $3,000 deductible, which means you have to pay the first $3,000 of any medical expenses yourself before your insurance covers anything. So you need to be prepared and have that saved to the side just in case you have a year with really high expenses. That health savings account is designed to be the place to save the money to pay for those medical expenses. There's two really awesome features about an HSA. The first, that your employer may contribute to an HSA for you. There are high deductible health plans in FEHB that have health savings accounts and will put money in it for you each year. For example, one plan may have a $3,000 deductible, but they'll put $1,000 a year in your HSA for you. These offerings vary by plan, so it's important to read all the plan information. The HSA money must be used to pay for medical expenses. Another feature of an HSA is that you can use payroll deductions to add savings to your HSA. What's great about this is those funds that go into your HSA and are only used for medical expenses are never taxed, ever. You can invest your savings within your SA account so that it grows over time. That's the idea. You get to put some money away in there and it builds over time. So if you have a major health emergency, it's there for you. The earnings, the dividends or interest earned in your accounts are also not taxed as long as they're used for medical expenses. It's the unicorn of savings plans. Even Roth IRAs and Roth TRP, TSPs are not completely tax-free unless you've used combat pay to make your contributions. Any money in your HSA that you don't spend rolls over year after year, and it belongs to you permanently. If you change jobs or leave federal service, you can take it with you and you can keep it when you retire. The other kind of cool thing about an HSA is that once you hit 65 and are eligible for Medicare, you're no longer allowed to keep or maintain your HSA, but you don't lose it. You get to pull all that out at 65, and even then, it's not taxed. So it's actually a really great savings tool if you're a good candidate for a high deductible health plan. Um, for instance, if you're young and you typically have very low ex uh, medical expenses, um, as long as you put away that money and you've got it there to cover your deductible, it may be a way to, good way to save money. And so again, that's only available in the FEHB. It's simply not an option for TRICARE enrollees. So, so far in our TRICARE FEHB showdown, TRICARE wins points for simplicity, that is, there's fewer choices and the same premiums nationwide. And for similar coverage, TRICARE tends to be cheaper than FEHB. For choice, FEHB wins hands down. Loads and loads of options. Plans cost, plan costs vary, and what they cover varies, as well as the availability of the HSA account. So you should be able to find something that closely matches your needs in the FEHB. All right, so now that things get a little bit more interesting once you hit 65 and you're eligible for Medicare. If you're eligible for TRICARE, when you try turn 65, you're automatically pushed over into TRICARE for life. 
and that becomes your only TRICARE option. At that point, you'll pay no annual enrollment fees to TRICARE, but you're required to enroll in Medicare Part B and pay the Medicare Part B premiums. Interestingly enough, they're quite a bit more. Medical Care Part B premiums are based on your income, but for most service members or federal retirees, it's going to probably be between $1,750 and $2,500 per year per person. So to compare, um, it'd be $600 a year for a couple under age 65 in TRICARE Prime. Premiums paid to Medicare Part B could be $3,500 to $5,000 total for the couple in the otherwise free TRICARE for Life. The good thing about TRICARE for Life is the way that it combines with Medicare. After you pay that premium, almost all expenses are covered, so very little out-of-pocket expenses other than your Medicare premium. With FEHB, your plans and premiums don't change when you become eligible for Medicare Part B. So if you're still working as a government employee at age 65, you can delay starting Medicare and just continue with your FEHB. Once you retire from federal service, you should enroll in Medicare Part B unless you have an exception, such as you begin another job that provides health care insurance or are covered under a spouse's plan. There are a lot of options and you'll need to look at your situation to decide. If you do enroll in Medicare, Medicare Part B, you may want to change to a cheaper FEHB plan now that you're working together to cover your health expenses. The most important thing I want to emphasize here is unless you have an exception, such as a working spouse, you must enroll in Medicare Part B and start paying those premiums when you reach age 65 or you will face a 10% penalty for each year you delay signing up. You will pay this premium penalty every year for the rest of your life. This is a very costly mistake. All right, so now what's this TRICARE FEHB two-step I was talking about? Well, there's a rule that in order to maintain your federal FEHB into retirement, you must be enrolled in an FEHB plan on the day you retire. So you also need to have been enrolled in FEHB for the last five years prior to your retirement. Now what's interesting is that enrollment in a TRICARE plan, whether it's Prime or Select or TRICARE for Life, counts toward those five years. So you can spend the last five years of your federal civilian time enrolled in TRICARE because you like the costs or the simplicity or you know whatever, and you're still eligible for FEHB in retirement. As long as you're in FEHB on the day that you retire. So if you've been in TRICARE, you need to make sure that you enroll in an FEHB plan during the open season just before retirement. After you retire from federal service, you can suspend your FEHB benefits. As long as you suspend, you can come back into FEHB HB later if your circumstances change or your preferences change. 
again, you have to have been an FEHB on the day you actually retired. And then the key word after that is suspend. Do not cancel your FEHB. If you cancel your FEHB once you've retired, you can never get it back. That's a, a done deal. Why is this important? It might not be. You may be very happy with your TRICARE. You might not want to do this two-step dance thing. Or maybe you were a big fan of your Blue Cross Blue Shield, but decided to go to TRICARE to save some money. You might want to jump back into FEHB just in the year you retire so that you can suspend and go back to TRICARE afterwards. What this does is that you'll still have the FEHB op option later if you decide TRICARE for life is not cutting it for you or you want to go back. All it does is just protect your ability to go back into FEHB after you retire if down the road you decide you want to do that. So to wrap it up, in our showdown, TRICARE generally wins out for lower costs and simplicity. FEHB comes out ahead in choice and has options not available in TRICARE, like the high deductible health plan with an HSA. TRICARE for Life and Medicare Part B combine to cover almost all your health care costs after age 65. Maintaining FEHB and Medicare at the same time will likely cost you quite a bit more, so you probably want to take some time to look at your circumstances and the different FEHB options after your turn to 65. Lastly, if you plan to use TRICARE for life, but want the option of going back to FEHB after you retire, refer back to the TRICARE FEHB two-step dance that we just talked about. I hope you found today's podcast useful, and I'll include some links in the show notes. If you have questions you'd like to hear addressed on a future podcast, please visit us on social media or moneypilotadvisor.com and leave us a comment or questions. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.